0: Hello and welcome to the Tennis Menus Daily ATP Final Show. I'm your host, Val Feber. Remember, next Wednesday, the 25th of November. Yes, it is the 25th. I have to double-check my dates there. We have got <laughs> our Tennis Menu webinar and it is going to be fantastic. You can subscribe on the website um, and click on the link and register your details to join in. It's going to be myself interviewing Mark Sapoulis, our wonderful coach, who's going to be talking all things coaching um, as we said yesterday, he's coached tennis, he's coached AFL, he's coached singers, he's coached Latin dancers. Um, th- and there's really nothing he can't coach. And uh, it, it has been a big night of tennis, though, at the ATP finals. Diego Schwartzman, he's out. Alexander's very accounting for him in three sets. But Schwartzman has lost his opening two matches. So, unfortunately, the little Argentinian is gone from the ATP finals. But the big story, Daniel Medvedev has beaten Novak Djokovic. And he didn't just beat him. He bossed him around. And that was the most impressive part about it. He didn't falter. He was unbelievable, knocked him out in straight sets, and he'll move through to the semifinals for the first time. Remember later on in the show, we do have a discount code for you as well for the tennis menu annual subscription for just $99.90 as well. Stay tuned for that. We'll tell you that later on in the show. But we've got to get into the proceedings here. And Mark Sapulis, as I mentioned, he just coaches everything. He he could coach. What could he, he? could. You could coach grass to grow. I reckon, and make it grow quicker.
1: No, you know. You know what's funny? I could. I'm coaching a lot of different environments, but uh, when it comes to your own kids, they just don't want to listen. So it doesn't matter who you've coached, what you've done, where you've been, the experience you've had. When it comes to your own family and your own kids, it makes it almost impossible. So uh, I want some tips on how to how to parent better because I think it's a form of coaching, and I actually struggle.
0: I wish I had a belt right next to me, and I just put that out. <laughs> just threaten them with that. Um, but uh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure, Mark. One day you will. Uh, you will straighten things out. And uh, they are very good kids, Mia and Kira. They're very polite. So you have done a very good job. Don't uh, don't uh, say you short there,
2: Joel Frucci. Joel Stone Cold Frucci. Is that the same top you wore yesterday? Ah, uh, yeah. This is the nice uh, Latour top. It's really, it's really cool. Don't I reckon. I love it. Oh, I do I do right. like
0: it, I just that uh, outfit repetition from you that's um that's very interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I well I I'm, I'm, actually, I'm having a hit, I'm having a hit later so I thought I'd chuck uh, it fair on. Enough. You. Fair enough yeah. I expect this from Mark
0: but not from you. I have managed to, try <laughs> to change change every day. Um but no, that, let's let's actually get into some tennis. We've waffled on a little bit to start this show but um look, Daniel Medvedev, I think that's probably the biggest story of the morning. It was a 6-3 6-3 win over Novak Djokovic. He was down 3-2 in the first set and reeled off seven consecutive games to get it to 3-love in the second. But I think what was so impressive, his serve was amazing. He hit 10 aces to four double faults and 68% first serve ratio. But he, he just got under Novak's skin because Djokovic was pretty focused at the start and was, wasn't playing a bad level of tennis. But then it got to a point towards the end of the second set, we know that Novak loves his gamesmanship and loves to take injury timeouts and make things go slower when he's behind. Today, he was behind, but trying to go quickly. He was out before time was called, trying to serve in the second set. And that's when you know that Daniel Medvedev had him rattled. And Mark, looking at what Medvedev can produce, um, have we seen, and he's peaking at the right time, is this the perfect springboard now? for a very successful and very prosperous 2021.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Danil is actually, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the tournament, probably one of the favourites here. I think he, you know, the courts really suit him, the flat ball that he hits. I mean, he can pop a serve. It's not his, his go-to, but he can really go on the serve. I mean, 10 aces today, um, incredible. I mean, he, he won eight, nearly 80% of his first serve points. So, you know, it just shows you that uh, the serve and return was a really big factor in today's match. You know, could it propel him? Absolutely. I think the conditions need to be in his favour too, though. I feel like, you know, like we've already spoken a lot about in the past about his clay court um, game isn't where it needs to be. The slow game isn't, you know, his strength. He needs the ball coming onto his racket. Uh, he, he needs to be able to absorb that speed coming on. And, and look, you know, we spoke about these match being, you know, two players that are very similar in the way they play. And, you know, he was obviously today was a player that could actually execute that game better. Yep. And, that's the, and that was the, the difference between the two. And, uh, you know, he served a lot better. He returned a lot better. And, and on this surface, we've spoken about it for the last couple of days, you need to serve and return really well. And if you do not do that in this event, it's, it's match over. And Diego Schwartzman, unfortunately, we will get to it soon. But that was the one thing that he didn't have in his repertoire was that serve that was able to hurt the opponent. And, you know, Daniel Medvedev today was outstanding on, on serve.
0: And he really was. And yeah, you're right. 79% of first serve points won. But I think 61% of his second serve points won. Djokovic was only at 43% and broken three times. He faced eight break points today, Novak Djokovic. He was only ever able to get one on Daniel Medvedev's serve and Medvedev saved it pretty damn quickly. So it was just, it was a scintillating performance. And Joel, we know what Medvedev can produce, but I think we've seen this tournament and I think the realisation is that Djokovic and Nadal now have players from this next era that can go toe-to-toe with them. And Medvedev can easily go toe-to-toe with Djokovic. He did that this morning and he came out victorious or utterly victorious. And team can go pound for pound with Nadal anywhere that's not Roland Garros. So this, this is really impressive from these two. And what we've seen for them to both beat the number one and two players in the world in straight sets is... Is this? We've been saying it for ten years. That is this the changing of the guard, where hmm. these two might be able to push them in the slams a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to say. We have, as you said, Val, we have been speaking about it for a while, and long time. just yes, yeah, yeah, for a long time. And just yesterday, we were talking specifically about Dominic Team and how he is kind of breaking breaking up that big three and maybe making it a big four. I, I, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that he. Has really broken that that ceiling now, just because of the year that he that he has had. He's he's won the maiden Grand Slam, um, and he's just playing some really really great tennis. And he's he's brought it onto uh, a, a surface that we didn't think. I mean, we knew he was good on 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 most, if not all, surfaces, but we thought he'd be you know he the clay was certainly his his beat, but he had a really good season on hard. Um, Medvedev, I think, is a little bit different. I think he's maybe a, a year or so behind. Um, I still still think for him to kind of break into that really top echelon with the big guys, he probably needs that slam um, under his belt. But I mean, look, he's showing that he can, he can get it done. And and really I would almost go as far as saying that he almost out Novak, Novak this morning. Like he was, he was that good. And I think what was really telling for him was in his post-match interview, he was talking about um, his, um, he was talking about break points and he's like, Oh, I think Novak only had only had had one break point, or maybe even zero. Like he couldn't even remember. He he, he was like <laughs> he played that well. He couldn't even remember how many break points he conceded. In the end, it was it was only one.
0: Yep, exactly. And he saved it with Augusto, as I said, but what mm. um what was what was so impressive was just the fact. And you're right that he out Novak Novak, and he he was so close to getting that Grand Slam. And I think that's why this year has probably been a little bit disappointing for Daniel Medvedev, considering how close he actually was to breaking down Rafael Nadal in that 2019 US Open. And it was that close. He he had a break point early in that fifth set. If he had to clinch that, I think he probably would have run away from it. But I think he got a bit tidy. He came back and had chances, but just couldn't do it. So this one here, I think, is the most impressive match Daniel Medvedev has played. And we said yesterday that out of their six meetings, five of them had not been a straight set's result. And I wasn't expecting it to be Daniel Medvedev, Mark that was going to be the one that came up trumps in straight sets because it is so hard to do that to Novak Djokovic.
1: Yeah, 100% correct. And we spoke about it on the show yesterday that this is a match we couldn't split. You know, we we're all trying to, to... We wanted all to back Medvedev, but, you know, it was so hard to back against Novak Djokovic. And, you know, it's always been, been that way. I think, you know, when you've got the big three out there, it's very hard to, to bet against them. You know, extremely hard. The, the opponent has to play basically out of their skin. And that's what Medvedev did today. He literally played, you know, one of the best matches of his career. There's no doubt about that. He, he played flawless tennis. He played aggressive um, and just took the game away from Novak, which is not easy to do when the guy defends the way he does. And, and on a slick court, you know, he the ball coming on, Novak generally can absorb that and counterpunch it, but he just couldn't, didn't have any answers really for, for Medvedev's game today. So, you know, I think Joel hit the nail on the head with Medvedev. Like he's, slightly behind dominic team so you've got your big four and you've got your you know medvedev and Yazverev just sitting just behind this level um and you're right he needs a grand slam under his belt but he needs consistency at the majors too you know he can't be up and down like a yo-yo you need to be at a level and play at a level that he's you know solid to get you to a quarters and maybe you know every single grand slam you're making quarters you know and that's what the best three have done over 12 13 14 years i mean they've just dominated the world in that and you know, Medvedev still hasn't done that. I think team's starting to do that now. And Zverev obviously needs to, to take that next step as well. But uh, I think they're, they're nipping at the heels now, though. I think they're not far away or not as far as they were 12 months ago. And, you know, I think Medvedev is in a place where his game can do anything. You know, I still think the clay courts may hurt him a little bit, but uh, every other surface generally, you know, he's he's definitely right up there with the best four best players.
0: Oh, he definitely is. And if you look at what? team has done you right team has definitely entrenched himself in that upper echelon of tennis and Medvedev I think it showed at the US Open when team played him in the semifinals and beat him in straight sets it was close but in those clutch moments again as we put up on the tennis menu blog section yesterday team has been so good in those clutch sets this year and I think he's 16 and 9 in tie breaks for someone that doesn't have a massive serve and that's the most impressive part about what he's been able to do this year and five tiebreak wins over Rafael Nadal this year. And I think that's that's what sets him from above the rest. But Medvedev is through to the semifinals and that will leave a shootout between Novak Djokovic and the 2018 champion, Alexander Zverev, who accounted for Diego Schwartzman. in... Last. And I think considering where Zverev has come from, he's lost his last two matches to Daniel Medvedev. It was 6-3, 4-6-6-3. Was pushed severely by Schwartzman, And um unfortunately for little Diego, he couldn't get through. But um Zverev, as we predicted, or actually as you two predicted, I was the idiot that said Schwartzman <laughs> would win. Um I, I got I was zero from two yesterday. It was a terrible day. Um, but yeah, I think it's um I think it was probably the right result. And now we get to see the 20, the rematch of the 2018 final, Joel, um, between Djokovic and Zverev for who goes through to the semis. But need I remind you, Djokovic has, I think I was thinking this morning, he lost the 2018 final to Zverev. He went one and two at the ATP finals last year. And now he's gone one and one. So he's two and four in his last six matches at the ATP finals. Um, that's not a record that we... Really, see much with Novak Djokovic. So, does this tip the scales into Zverev's favour?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's an interesting one because it's Novak we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and look, I think I think pitting these two against each other again, I think it's really going to come down to how well Alex can serve. If he can serve well and and really dictate points on his serve uh, like Daniel Medvedev was able to do, then I think he's going to be a really good chance. But if he's, if he's even slightly off, I think that's when Novak will really get on top of him. And uh, well, as, as we know that that can happen quite easily with Sasha. So look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Novak still. I'm, I'm, I'm just too confident in his game and I'm a little, I mean, I was confident in, in, in Alex's game as well, going into the tournament. But at, at this point in time, uh, I've just lost that little bit of, of belief in in him. So I think I'm I'm gonna go with Novak to get through.
0: Yeah, I think I think you might be right. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But I think the serve last night was what we saw was better from Alexander Zverev. He went three percent yeah. on his first serve at ten aces, only the three double faults compared to his seven in his first match against Daniel Medvedev. And Mark one seven only one and, and this is where Schwartzmann returned his returning game was sensational. He won only 73% of his first serve points, which is somewhat lower than what we usually see from Alexander Zverev, and 45% of his second serve points. That's about where he's been all year, but Schwartzman did put that pressure on um, and managed to gain nine break point opportunities against this big serve of Alexander Zverev in this big game of Alexander Zverev. So what, what are you looking at now for, for Sasha to go on in this tournament and trying to sort of, is it just the serve itself against Novak that needs to be on song or does he have to lift in other areas as well? Because you have to be pretty perfect to beat Novak.
1: Yeah, look, he's definitely going to have to break serve on Novak. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I think, you know, if it gets to tie breaks under the clutch pressure, I think Novak's probably a bit more steady in those moments. So, you know, he's definitely going to have to, Take the game to Novak. There's no doubt he's going to have to shorten the points up. He's going to have to come forward like he did last night against Schwartzman. I mean, he really struggled with Schwartzman last night, and you know we talked about Schwartzman being the poor man's Novak Djokovic, um, and he, he literally is. He's a, he's he's a, a clone of Novak, but just nowhere near is good. Um, and you know, if if he struggled against Schwartzman, I feel like Novak's probably just going to. Be that little bit too good, uh, be too consistent, too solid for him. You know, a lot of Diego's returns also were really short in the court. Um, he just wasn't able to penetrate the the baseline on the on the first ball, and it gave Zverev that that really the easy first strike in the rally. So, you know, Zverev for me, he's just got to serve really well. Look, his stats are brilliant. Like if we think of any other tournament around the world, winning seventy three percent of your first serve points, forty five of your second serve points, you're generally going to win your match. Um, and, and that, But I'm obviously going to return well. But he, at this stage, his stats are good. Now, for this surface, though, you'd like to see his serve get up to around the 80% mark winning ratio on the first serve. And you probably want to tip the scales at about 50% on your second serve. So, you know, if you can add about 5% in each of those, he won't be broken. Um, and then he has to put the pressure on Novak's serve. Now, Novak also over the years has had trouble on his serve as well. So, you know, we've got two players that have got issues in that area or have in the past. Uh, although I do agree with Joel in saying that I think Novak Djokovic just has that little bit too much poise for this situation, uh, for this moment. I think it's a big moment in, in both of their, obviously, round-robin. So, you know, I, I think he might be able to, uh, to overcome these, these, this sort of situation at this stage. So, look, Zverev, you know, he's going to have to play out of his skin, as
0: did Medvedev today. Yep. Well, the thing that does bode well for Alexander Zverev is the history between these two. Djokovic leads the head-to-head 3-2, but none of their five matches have gone the distance. All of them have been straight sets victories to either of the two players. But if you look at the matches that Zverev has won, one of them, the 2017 uh, Rome final and the 2018 A to B finals final, those are the two that he's beaten Novak in. He was genuinely perfect in those days. And in the other ones that they've played in, he's been slightly off. But if he can win a set and get the first set, that's when Zverev starts to get that confidence and he's such a good front runner that he's so hard to beat. That's why I was so surprised he lost that US Open final to team because when he gets in front, he's so hard to beat because, Mark, that confidence just goes up, doesn't it? And he starts to he starts to red zone.
1: Yeah, and confidence for him is huge. I mean, and this is like most players, but uh, this is what I've really loved about Djokovic, Nadal, Federer is they can play their worst tennis and still get through with a win. Yeah. The guys like Zverev need to be at the top of their game, both physically and mentally, to be able to win matches. Um, and when he's on, he is on. I mean, we've seen some great results this year from Zverev. You know, out, out of the year that has gone past with the the COVID break, but also the the behind the scenes, Zverev has, has gone to absolute crap, and he's actually been able to to stay a bit stronger in the in the mind, which is unusual for for Alex Vera. You know, we've always seen him as capitulating under pressure and and this year he hasn't done that. So, um, you know, has he come of age? Well, time will tell. If he can get over this match with Novak Djokovic, that's a real turning point in his career.
0: Well, these are the matches that he lives for, which is so weird. It's kind of like when it's him against the world. This is what he kind of thrives in. And and Joel, we've seen when he's had those big wins against Roger Federer, when he's had those big wins against uh, Novak and when he's played really well against Rafa he's kind of just looked down and said, all right, this is my time. And I don't know why we don't see that on a more consistent basis because it's matches that we expect him to uh, romp home, that he doesn't and he falls. And this Mm -hmm. is a match where I feel as though, as I said, we'll get to more of it tomorrow and we'll move on. But it seems as though this is a match that kind of seems as though Zverev is going to win, just with what we've seen from him in the past.
2: Yeah, well, look, I think I think Mark summed it up pretty well. To be honest, um, yeah. confidence. I mean, it's it's just such such a big thing. Um, and you know, again, it, it all it all comes back to, I suppose, this idea that you can have all the all the skills in the world, but you know, if you're if you're not uh, if you're not a hundred percent together um, between the years, then you know, it can all come undone um, pretty quickly.
0: Yep, it definitely can. So that's a watch this space. We'll talk more about. The um final two matches from Group Tokyo 1970 tomorrow, but tonight the first match Dominic team against Andre Rublev, kind of a dead rubber team through Zver- Rublev out, but it still can shape the positions of the group should team lose. So they're two and two head to head. Rublev has won their last two encounters, both of them in straight sets. So it's um it's going to be interesting, but I just think mark the way that team has played throughout this tournament and the way that rublev has played in this event just kind of seems as though the way that team looks as though he's the next level already as we've said and rublev just looks jittery and it's the first time on this massive stage for the young russian and you know he's still only 23 years old and he's never he hasn't really been in a position such as this before a lot of expectation on him considering he's won 40 matches this year and won five titles but I think the way that team is or what tennis team has produced throughout this event. Um, I think that just looks as seems as though he's a cut above.
1: It does. This is actually a really dangerous match for Dominic team. And I'm going to explain this in a different way. He has got nothing to gain from this match. Mm. He's got everything to lose. If Rublev goes out and beats him, he's just lost the confidence he's built over the last two matches going into the, into the semifinal. Um, he, he's going to want to go out there and play well, but if this gets pushed to a three-setter or you know, whatever it might be, and a really fatiguing match, it could hurt him as well. So he's in this situation where he's had a poor record against him of late, so Rublev's got him a little bit. He's already qualified. Rublev's already lost. So it's a, it's a win-win for Rublev. He just goes out and swings a racket. Um, if team loses this match, he, he actually lo- has a losing record going into and less momentum and confidence going into a semifinal. Only bad can come of this match for Dominic Team, unless he goes out there and plays extremely well and wipes him off the court, which is uh, which is going to be a challenge. Unless Rublev's given up everything at this stage, I mean, this is going to be a really tough one. Hopefully, he can just go out there, win in straight sets, get off the court as quick as he can, maintain the confidence and the belief to move on. Um, I could see it being the total other way though, so um, it's going to be a tough one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to back Dominic Team to get through this match, but. At the end of the day, I just hope he does it in a in a way that keeps his belief, confidence and his physicality in a in a space where he's uh, ready
0: for a semi-final. One thing that does tip the scales in teams' favour, even if he does lose, is that he did the exact same thing last year. He beat Federer in straight sets, then he beat Novak in an epic and then lost to Matteo Berrettini in the third match and then went out and beat Alexander Zverev in the semis and made the finals. So... It's not the worst thing. And as we've discussed all week this week, there is a next time. And we know 100% there is a next time for Team. So maybe, does he cool his jets a little bit? Does he try and play strategically? Because there is a chance that Novak Djokovic is going to finish second in Group London 1970. If he finishes first, that means he's got to play Djokovic in the semi-final. Would you rather play Medvedev or would you rather play Djokovic if he gets through? So now tactics come in, but you just don't know because the results aren't there yet. So... It's it's a it's a very peculiar one for Dominic's team, isn't it, Joel?
2: Well, look, it is, but at the same time, I think Dominic he's got to back himself, regardless of who he's playing against. He's yeah. playing he's playing well enough, and he's had a good enough year just to say, look, I can bet anybody, regardless of, of who he's playing. I don't think he really needs to worry about uh, who's on the other side. If certainly, if I'm if I'm him and if I'm in his camp, I'm just I'm just thinking solely on going out and, and beating Andre Rublev and really going into that semi-final with, with that momentum uh, behind me and, and really not not worrying about um, who is going to be in my way.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And, and I think his brutal tennis is going to allow him to get through. And I just think uh, Rublev is pretty shot on confidence. He'll want to go out with a win, but I think after losing to Bus, I reckon his confidence might be in a little bit of trouble. But Rafael Nadal... Against Stefano Tsitsipas, the shootout for second spot in this group, possibly first, depending on what happens in this opening match of the day. So we'll get to our picks towards the end of the show. This one is huge because, yes, it's a fast court, but Tsitsipas with that one handed backhand, when you play it, when you're a one handed backhand player and you take on Rafael Nadal, there's always a risk, isn't there, Mark, because he's a right hander. Nadal can just curl that forehand all day, every day to that backhand and try and exploit it, can he? He can, and we
1: talked about this in the the pre-match of uh, versus Dominic team. And you know, I think Novak actually Nadal played a good match as well, but just didn't get over the line. And I think the court's going to suit Stefanos. There's no doubt about that. I think the the flatter game style, um, hitting through the baseline a little bit more, less angles in this in these matches is definitely going to suit Stefanos. But you're right, Nadal served with the lefty swing out to that single-handed backhand. If you can get Sitsipas slicing a little bit, which I feel like he doesn't have as good a slice as Dominic Team, So, you know, Dominic Team was able to chip the ball at the toes of Nadal when he was coming in. and Nadal didn't have a good play on the first volley. So I feel like he can expose him from the service perspective. It is hard to get the ball to dig up on this faster court and trying to get the ball up on the the single-handed backhand. I think it's going to be a little more challenging. I'm still going to go with Nadal. um, Although I feel like, you know, Stefanos is probably, it's suiting him, these conditions. And also he's got a bit of confidence now after winning his last match. So Nadal losing his last one. So yeah, it's, it's an even match for me, but I'm going to go with Nadal just in this one. and probably a three setter.
0: Yeah, this is going to be tough. Their last meeting was in this stage last year and it was Nadal. that got through seven, five in the third, but ended up going out. Um, So I think it was the first match that they played. Nadal got through it. And, um, Unfortunately, wasn't able to go through to the next round. But Joel, uh, this one, I don't know why. I just can't. I can't go past Rafa for some reason. Even though City Pass is playing so well, I just think with the when the chips are down, I just think Nadal is. This is such a clutch match, and I think Rafa has a point to prove at this tournament, and he does want to get through to this semifinal.
2: Yeah, well, I wonder if there's going to be any pressure on Rafa. Like I know. We know that he deals with that so well, but I just wonder if he is feeling it a bit in the sense that he hasn't won this event yet. Um, so I mean, this is probably a really good chance for him. But just just because you guys have gone with Rafa, I'm going to go with Stefanos. I think.
0: Yeah, I, well, not a bad one. I went with um, I went with Schwartzman because both of you went with, <laughs> <laughs> and that worked out a treat for me. But yeah, I, I think so. Mark, who are you going for in uh, both of tonight's matches? So Rublev and Team, and Nadal and pass I'll
1: go team to beat Rublev and Nadal to beat Tsitsipas, yeah. but with no confidence whatsoever in that one. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit stuck because I feel like both players have actually played some good tennis tournament. But um, you know, you've got the flat ball of Tsitsipas and the better serve, but you've got the lefty and the the heavy ball to the single-handed backhand. So I'm split, but Nadal just, I think.
0: Yep, I'm going with uh, Dominic Team and Rafael Nadal as well. Hopefully, my picks of yesterday um, haven't jinxed me at all, and hopefully, I don't put the mozzle on those two. But, um, Joel, <laughs> so your,
2: your tips tonight as well. Uh, I'll go Team and City Bus.
0: Beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. And remember, as I said at the start of the show, guys, our code for the discount to our 90, 99.90 is US dollar subscription, yearly subscription to the tennis menu is daily show 10. So when you go onto the tennis menu.com, head to the um, subscribe now, buy your package, get the yearly subscription, 99.90, put in daily show 10, you get 10% off. It's a great deal. Mark has done such a wonderful job. Over 600 tennis-specific drills and resources to make you a better tennis player or coach. If you just want the knowledge of tennis, it's all there. Mark has done such an amazing job. Thetennismenu.com. Remember, you can also uh, connect with us on social media, Instagram, The Tennis Menu, Facebook, The Tennis Menu, Twitter, at The Tennis Menu, and LinkedIn as well. And you can listen to this on that Apple podcast as well. So we're all there. Um, Mark Sepul, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting more tennis with you and your mind is unparalleled to the rest of the world. That's why you are hashtag better than Maura <laughs> uh,
1: no, You are <laughs> killing me, dude. Uh, I have nowhere near that, but uh, thank yes, you so much for making my head big. Um, but yeah, look, I, I'm also really um, hoping that the Australian Open does go ahead. Some ordinary news overnight where players are struggling to get into the country in Australia until January to quarantine. So... Fingers crossed that, that goes ahead because we want the year to start really well um, right across the globe for tennis. And, and the Australian Open is that tournament that gets the year going and gets everyone excited again. So uh, fingers crossed it goes ahead. But uh, looking forward to tonight's matches and dissecting them with you guys
0: tomorrow. Yep, you're right. I don't understand the fact that they can't get in, in before January. It's mind-boggling to me um, at the fact that, you know, they're trying to get this event going. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, it seems as though they might they might have put a stamp on it here. The Victorian government, not too sure. But Joel Frucci, thank you very much, mate. Looking forward to more tennis
2: chat tomorrow. Will you be wearing the same shirt? Oh, no, nah, probably not. But then again, I have I have this in white, so maybe I'll bring that out tomorrow. Yeah,
0: all right, all right. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned for Mark wearing the same clothes. Joel possibly wearing the same clothes. <laughs> Always something different. Val Ferbo, Mark Cipollis and Joel Frucci here with you every day on the Tennis Menus Daily ATP Final Show. Looking forward to tonight's Group London 2020 uh, matches. Chat to you about it tomorrow.